Hey there, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Gup Shop with Gurpreet Serene. It's been quite a week so far. I hope you have had an awesome week as well. I just came back from New York over the past weekend where I had the opportunity to interview five people within two days. That was wild. But I got to say, I am very excited to release these episodes because I got to sit down with some really dope folks doing some really fun things. Five people all doing different things. Uh, and it was so much fun just picking their brain and hearing their story. And yeah, just seeing how passionate they were. It was very, very inspiring. And I hope that you will enjoy these conversations. One of those people is the special guest for this episode. His name is Ranjit Singh. Ranjit Singh is a UK-born art dealer, born to Sikh Punjabi parents who immigrated to England in the 1970s. Ranjit's a really cool guy because he is one of the only professional dealers specializing in Asian arms and armor in the entire world. And Ranjit has actually sold to the world's most important museums, including the Metropolitan Museum in New York and the Royal Armories in England. If you're in the New York area, you gotta check out Ranjit's exhibit. It is titled Treasuries from Asian Armories. It is featured until Friday, March 22nd. So go to Manhattan, the Fuller Building on the 7th floor, and show up and hang out with Ranjit Singh and check out his really, really dope exhibit. Ranjit actually invited us to his exhibit in New York. And it was really cool to sit in that area and just hear him talk about the entire exhibit how he got started, uh, what are some fun things that he enjoys in his free time. But yeah, he is doing some really, really fun things uh, as a dealer and consultant. So it was nice to hear his story and just learn about his background. But aside from that, we also talked about a variety of other topics, such as British accents. Also, uh, we talked about his interest in other sick artists and whether Gordon Ramsay's anger issues are real or not. Anyway, I'm not going to reveal anything more about this episode because I really want you to dive in and uh, take a listen for yourself. So that is it. I am done talking. Let's get this party started. Here is my really cool conversation with Ranjit Singh. Gobshop. With Gurpreet Serene. Ranjit, how's Hi. it going? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me, man. I've seen your exhibit so far. It looks very beautiful. Thank you. Uh, you specialize in, let me see if I got this correctly, Asian arm and armory. Arms and armor. Asian yeah. arms and armor. Uh, for someone who doesn't know what that is, how would you so, describe it? So uh, arms relate to weapons. Okay. Um, so uh, swords and daggers and maces and axes. Um, and then armor relates to uh, protective, um, so... Body armor, okay. helmets, shields, that, that kind of thing. And how but, but related objects as well. Okay. Oh. So, you know, powder flasks and um, the Indians were ingenious in making um, any object related to arms and armor look beautiful. So related objects yeah. as well. Uh, how did you get started in, in this kind of craft? Um, so I, um, at probably 18, 19, uh, practiced some martial arts. Okay. Some Indonesian martial arts. Wow. Um, um, which um, required the use of um, swords, yeah. uh, weapons. Um, and then I went on to Shasta Vidya, which is um, Sikh martial arts. Yes. Um, and, you know, I was using swords to practice with, and I bought one sword, uh, and then it was two, and then three, and it just got out of hand. Yeah. And I had my own little armory at home, 
Yeah. So uh, and then I, I, you know, I sold one on, one on eBay, oh. and you know, I made fifty pound profit. Nice. Hey. Um, and I thought, hey, this could fund my collecting. Of course. And so, so I was initially a collector. Yeah. And only until much later, I, I turned it into a profession and uh, a way I could make some uh, and make a living. Of course. Uh, when you were younger, did you ever were you ever the kind of person who just like collecting objects of various kinds? Like I collected Pokemon cards or rocks. Yeah. Were you ever a fan of yeah. that? Yeah. Kind of um, so I I was a fan of collecting. Um, the World Cup stickers. The, oh, yeah. The, you guys call it soccer. Uh, yeah, the, the correct term, I think, is football because you hit it with the football, foot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, um, yeah. So I would collect the kind of Panini football stickers. Okay. Yeah, so nice. yeah, I guess so. Uh, who's your favorite uh, current-day football player? Um, not a huge uh, football follower. Okay. Uh, I'm quite passionate about the England football team. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so me and my son uh, watched the World Cup. Um, and I've got um, bad memories of uh, England losing um, several times yeah. uh, when I was younger. And so me and my son went through the same experience. Oh, no. There's a few tears. Of course. Yeah. I'm from the United States, yeah. which, to be honest, we haven't made it. Uh, a couple of years ago, we made it very far. I think you did, yeah. Yeah, we were very yeah. good. Uh, but anyway, answer to your question. Yes. Um, not current, but uh, previous Gary Lineker, who was a famous okay. England striker. Yeah, yeah. And now a TV pundit. And, the uh, the question is usually if it's Ronaldo or Messi, right? As like the two main yeah, ones. No. Uh, it doesn't care about either of them, right? <laughs> they don't care about us either. So. Uh, okay, so you got started early in collecting, uh, and you were involved in martial arts itself. Um, do you still practice martial arts? No, I'm, I'm, I call myself retired from martial okay. arts. So uh, yeah, I, you know, I still kind of um, touch with, in touch with friends who still practice, and you know. It, um, I don't think you ever completely lose it. Sure. You know, because it's like a muscle memory. Yeah, of course. Um, but I don't practice. Um, but, I, but I, you know, I had to, I had to um, switch to and put my, all my efforts into doing what I do. So yeah. It was one or the other for me. Makes sense. And you grew up in London, correct? Or England? Um, no, I was uh, born in Birmingham, which is Birmingham, um, okay. uh, the UK's second city. Okay. Um, and and, and now, I now live in uh, Coventry, which is... Um, um, just south of Birmingham. Gotcha. So uh, do you think that your passion for martial arts or collecting began in uh, the like England, UK area where there might be sort of like a, a big community for that kind of stuff? Or how was it developed? Um, so um, I had a, fr- a friend, a local friend, uh, okay. my best friend um, at the time, yeah. uh, Sundar Singh. Um, hello, Sundar, if, uh, if you're Brilliant. still around somewhere. How you doing? Um, and he, he was a practitioner. Okay. Um, and we kind of... Um, um, got into it together. Nice. And then, you know, you just develop and find new things. Of course. And, yeah. So. Um, so you talked about collecting these items. Uh, do you have a particular favorite item that you like the most or something that catches your eye and you're immediately drawn to it? Um, so t- uh, tastes change. Yeah. Um, and also my relationship with my clients inf- influence me, okay. inform me. So I had a very early uh, client by the name of Roy Elvis who um, is... Um, a very senior collector, okay, has nice. been collecting for 40 years. Yeah. Um, and I met him quite early on in my um, collecting, and he specializes in South Indian arms and armor, wow. which okay. is very specific. Um, and the South Indians love to use the um, um, steel, chiseled steel. They're not a big fan of um, rubies and emeralds and gold, like the, like the North Indians, the Rajputs, the Sikhs, the Mughals. Um, they're like quite clean. Okay. Um, um, materials, so he informed me. So yeah. you know, I, I kind of um, developed loving that stuff. Um, but then things change, you know. Um, and um, as you can see behind us, we've got kind of Chinese 
um, flamboyant Chinese material. It's very cool. So although you know Indian is my first passion, yeah, um, and the majority of what I do is Indian. Right. Um, I love Chinese and uh, things from Tibet. So. Do you ever rock any of these items yourself? Like you obviously collect a lot of these items, yeah. but does Ranjit Singh ever walk around wearing the flamboyant Chinese stuff just to see how you look, uh, or maybe uh, not for Halloween? Yeah. But uh, I, I wouldn't admit it on camera. But yeah. Maybe. So yes, the answer is the answer is yes. That's awesome. Um, uh, you also have uh, exhibits. I think on your website you said three times a year in Paris. Just uh, how's the how's the sound? That, you good? Is that going to be okay? It's really loud. All right, so we're going to have to talk even louder, maybe. Oh, then. okay. Uh, what do you think you can do about that? All right, let's just talk louder. Okay. Right, so we got more excited now. All right, cool. Pick, I'm English pick. and I speak loud. I, 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 I noticed that immediately. Yeah, yeah, you're very like a polite sort of... I'll try. Yeah, of course. So you have uh, exhibits in Paris, New York, yeah. and London. How long yeah. have you been doing these uh, worldwide exhibits. So I kind of uh, professionalized myself yeah. um, and kind of came away from, um, there, is, uh, there is a core arms and armor community okay. um, who I still love, um, you know, I'm still very much in touch with, yeah. I've got great friends um, and, you know, people I consider uh, almost family. Of course. Um, but I kind of, um, it's gone. Nice. Um, so, so I kind of... Um, wanted to reach out to the art market. Okay. Um, I thought that was where my future was. Um, so, um, so I've been doing that for, um, since 2015. Nice. Yeah. So my first exhibition was um, in the St. James area, which is quite a uh, well-known art district of, okay. of central London. Yeah. So that was 2015. And, wow. Yeah. Uh, how do you think your, uh, your exhibitions have evolved over time? Like when you first started off to maybe where you are now? Yeah. Um, so... Um, the first exhibition was an introduction to pe- to the art market to okay. people, yeah. um, and you know I was I showed a broad range of things um, because I wanted to show my diversity to you know the art market. Sure. Um, and you can remember a lot of these people have never seen arms and armor. They collect, for example, Indian paintings, of course, uh, mi- miniature paintings, sure. which depict arms and armor. Um, but have never actually seen or held uh, the Loire or Qatar. Of course, yeah. Um, but they own the paintings with those things depicted. So I wanted to show a breadth. Um, and more recently, I've narrowed in. So um, in November last year, um, I did an exhibition um, entitled The Goddess, Arms and yeah. Armour of the Rajputs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I kind of was happy to, even though I do deal in Chinese, Tibetan, South Asian, material in general, I was happy to focus in and just show Rajput items. Um, And and it was very successful. And it allowed me to be able to learn about not just the objects, the culture and the traditions uh, about those people. That is incredible. Uh, Do you also, I know that you do consultancy, and I guess you might help with things like curation and then helping with uh, museums understanding specific kinds of arms and armor. Do you ever watch films, uh, movies that depict arms and armor and you're like this is not the correct time period or this is very wrong yeah yeah, yeah. there's an um, uh, me and the kids were watching indiana jones um temple of doom oh yeah and <laughs> uh, there's a scene where um indiana jones is being um crept up upon by you know a, a thuggy you know a bad guy okay and he's holding the knife with the edge the wrong way and I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> these are the <laughs> things that you think about. Like yeah, yeah, these are the things you think about because yeah. you, you know you're an expert in that market. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, 
Here's a question for you. Uh, unrelated to your British accent, but uh, do you know anything about Harry Potter? Are you like a Harry Potter fan? Um, I, I wasn't until I had kids. But, oh. Uh, now oh. I'm firmly a Harry Potter fan. And are you authentically a fan or you became a fan because you have to, your kids are interested? Um, I don't know. They converted me, I guess. Ah, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, are you, how old are your kids? Uh, so Basant is um, seven. Okay. And um, Basant Singh. And Ilahi Kaur is, um, she's going to kill me that I'm hesitating, 12. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Beautiful names. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, by the way, we're big fans of you. Tell them I yeah. said thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, in fact, let me, get your, let me get your autograph. Oh, oh this is why. Yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> this is American, a gum shop uh, first, not planned. American Idol uh, reached the UK and we loved it. Oh, we I appreciate so that. So, oh, my God. So I did not big, pay him The kids say. are big fans. Can you just make it out to Ranjit Singh? Of course. Uh, and it's R-U-N-J-E-T. Sing. Yeah, it's for the kids. Keep. My handwriting is really bad. Keep rocking. I'm gonna draw a kanda because I can. Yeah, don't, don't give up the day job. Yeah. <laughs> ah, jokes on you. <laughs> this is a this is a pleasure. I, I don't know what else to say. Well, fantastic. Thank you. I, I will get yours. I'm sure it's going to be worth a lot of money in the future. Yeah, yeah, like 300 years in the future when the aliens come down and they see this episode, they're like, who is this guy? This is awesome. Uh, so aside from that, I know you do cataloging mm-hmm. as well. And I saw some of your catalogs online. Uh, walk me through that process. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a good question. Um, so previously I've been um, um, selling great pieces and once in a while a masterpiece, uh, in my opinion. Um, and I, you know, I'd put it online and on my website and it'd go off to a collector and, you know, put it in a drawer maybe, um, and, you know, it's um, kind of uh, hidden away from the public. Okay. Um, so what I, the reason I started doing catalogues was to record these, these moments, these discoveries. Oh. Um, so they're there, and it's kind of my legacy, and, and um, so that was kind of the reason. And it gives me a chance when you write, when you catalogue, um, you learn. Well, I do anyway. Yeah. That's the, the best time I, 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 I find. Uh, that's when I learn the most. Um, so yeah, that, um, it's a chance for me to record what I do, and um, when I walk into um, uh, an institution like the Metropolitan Museum and I see the catalogue on the shelf yeah. um, in the library, you know that's such satisfaction. Of course, such job satisfaction. That's great. You yeah, know, I love what I do. If I haven't made that clear. Yeah, I, and um, you have, and, and yeah. the whole purpose of this show yeah. is to talk to people that are doing really cool things that they're passionate about. So again, yeah. very excited to have you. Yeah. Uh, when you catalogue. Uh, you said that you do a lot of research on these different mm-hmm. arms and armory. What websites do you go to to do? Because someone like me would say, okay, mm-hmm. Google or Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but how do you filter through these and figure out the, the most, I guess, uh, proper sources? Yeah, so uh, I have a quite an extensive library. I'm a bit of a um, kind of a, a book nut, so I um, yeah. collect books. Yeah. Um, so my kind of shelves are all falling down at home. Nice. So many books on them. <laughs> um, and a lot of this material, you know, it's old uh, research and books published um, in the early 1900s. Okay. So um, a lot of it is not digitized online. Yeah. Um, um, so I've got a great library. Um, and then um, people like the Metropolitan Museum um, and now some of the British museums, Victoria and Albert, uh, Royal Armouries, Royal Collection, are digitizing their collections. Wow. Okay. So you can find um, similar examples. Um, provenance is key. So if I'm saying um, this shield is 
18th century made here, mm. how do I know that? If I can find one in a museum that was collected by an English collector or an yeah. American collector right. in 1920 from that place or gifted to him by Maharaja of such and such, yeah. then we can you know, start putting the clues together and then we can say, yes, this is this, is this I'm sure of it. You know? Of course, that's so cool. Uh, you told me on the phone mm. not to discuss certain top topics, mm -hmm. uh, for example, like where specifically your items come from yeah. or how much they cost. Trade secrets. Trade yeah. secrets. Yeah. Uh, but if someone were curious to ask yeah. a little bit about that, yeah. what information can you provide them? Um, um, so, so, uh, what's exactly what's your question? Uh, I guess uh, where do you procure okay. some of these items? Okay. And then uh, cost-wise, what's like a healthy range that you can tell without having to attack them with one of your amazing yeah, weapons. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I purchase, um, I love to purchase from old collections. Okay. So when a collector has had something, you know, and he, he's loved it and he's um, um, uh, cherished it for his lifetime and the time has come where he wants to pass it on, mm. um, I'd love to um, take those things um, and give them the exposure they deserve. And co yeah. some collectors love that. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, there's two or three items in this exhibition that I bought on the agreement that I would publish them in a catalogue. Oh, okay. um, and you know the collector bought them in London in the 70s and now, um, so he gave them, finally gave them some exposure. Of course. Um, so I love to buy from collectors, um, but also from, from auction, um, other dealers. You know, it really is kind of a, a big family. Um, uh, in terms of pricing, um, it really it depends. Um, I do this on a professional uh, level and yes. um, supply to um, um, some great museums and, and the best collectors. Yeah. So they want the best. Yeah, of course. So the price range is fairly high. Um, um, but entry level, if you were to go to uh, uh, an antiques fair or an auction, you could, you could start in this field. At, you know, um, dollars, uh, $300, dollars you could okay. literally start. Yeah. You know, but um, we're talking thousands of dollars if you sure. want to start a, a real collection. Gotcha. And what's the process for, um, what is the phrase when you have to take care of a valuable item? Is that what curating is? Or like protecting an item, making sure it lasts long? I'm okay. not very good. I'm not very yeah. responsible myself. Okay. So I'd probably destroy yeah. things very quickly. Okay. Um, I've had these pans for like six months and they already have like holes in them. But yeah, what is the process like when it comes to dealing with arms and armory and just protecting it? Um, so you've got to remember most of these things, um, for example, if you look around, we've got kind of 16th, 17th century objects. Yeah. And they're pretty good condition. Um, so they're kind of built to last, but you, yeah, you do have some responsibility sure. um, in looking after them. So um, it depends on the material. So iron, you have to um, keep away from moisture. Yes, Still. iron rust. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and then um, organic materials, you keep away from sunlight, away okay. from damp, away from heat. Um, but uh, no, that's something, especially with a new collector, I go through them, uh, go through with them, okay. so they know how to look after something. I see. Uh, and now, um, unfortunately, maybe in the IGTV session when you show me how to hold a sword, we can also sure. go a little bit around the exhibit. Unfortunately, the viewers and the listeners aren't able to see 90% of this really awesome exhibit you got going on. But describe the theme for uh, your exhibit here in New York and just walk me through the process of putting everything together, even the wallpaper, all the art and design. Mm -hmm. How did Ranjit Singh do it? So the theme comes about um, quite often by the procurement of um, one or two objects. Okay. So 
uh, I purchased this Chinese helmet. I'm not sure if the camera um, can see it. Um, but uh, uh, along with um, some kind of jade, uh, Indian jade, Mughal jade items. Okay. Um, and then you start to build a theme of um, this was worn by a very high-ranking general nice. in the Chinese royal courts yeah. in the 19th century. That's incredible. And the jades were uh, most likely worn by noblemen in the Mughal courts. Okay. So you have this theme of um, um, royalty, um, uh, the royal courts, um, so, Treasures from Asian Armories mm. is the theme of the, or the title of the exhibition. So, I try to kind of curate um, a group of items which would have been um, used in the courts um, and, and, you know, seen as treasures. Yeah. Um, and I always like to um, um, display them in a, in a different way um, and show them in a different light. And it allows collectors to um, see the object and, and in, and how they could show it. So we've created some artworks. Um, and the artwork's created by Dorian Guo, who's a French, um, a Chinese living in Paris, Chinese wow. man living in Paris. Yeah. And he's a really talented artist and uh, interior designer. Wow. And we met in a, an exhibition in September. And it was the first time he'd seen Arms in Arm and he, and he fell in love with um, the kind of almost feminine um, decoration yeah, to these course. really masculine objects. Sure, sure. And he created the art, to, which is the backdrop of this um, exhibition. I will say when I first walked in, I saw how it's very peaceful. Okay, yeah. Right, it's got this nice, like, serene, sort of peaceful environment. And like you said, the juxtaposition of having some of these, like, arms and armory mm -hmm. combined with, like, the subtle notes of, like, blues and the cool colors. Yeah. It's very nice. Do you also put music in the background for your actual exhibition, or is it more just quiet and uh, people are to themselves focusing on this artwork? Uh, music's a tough one. I have, and I do sometimes. You have to get the music right, because if you get it wrong, yeah. um, and it's kind of Indian style music in the background, it can sound a little bit like uh, an Indian restaurant. Yeah, oh my God. I do not want to do. Yeah, yeah, of so course. So you okay. have to get it spot on. So. Yeah, uh, so you don't want Indian, yeah, then people are going to start ordering like some samosa yeah, chat. Exactly. And then if you do like elevator music, then people are like, you know, zoning out. Yeah. Okay, so uh, are you going to be having, do you have music for this current exhibition? Or? Um, no. No, okay. No, no I'm, I'm comfortable. You know, um, maybe it's becoming, because I'm more comfortable in the space, I yeah. feel I don't need the music. Okay. Um, but at first, yeah, I did try to put music there, but um, no, I don't think it's necessary. Fair enough. Uh, so I would love to publish this episode uh, before the 22nd, because I know that's the last day it of is. this exhibit. So walk me through, someone comes in, are you usually sitting there like... Greetings, <laughs> welcome to my exhibit. I got an accent and I clearly know what I'm talking about. Or uh, are you like saying they're greeting them? Do they come up to you? How does that whole process work? Um, so I, I'm here with um, uh, uh, an assistant, okay. um, very highly qualified um, young lady from Paris, nice. um, Marina Vialon. Um, and she is a specialist in arms and armor, but, okay. but she's helping me for the duration. So. Um, generally, yeah, um, one of us will be there to guide people through. Yeah. Um, everything is um, labelled. So yes. there's labels explaining um, what the object is, of course. Um, where it's from, and the date range, yeah. or the specific date. Um, and we've got catalogues where somebody can walk through with the catalogue as a guide. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'd like to, uh, I do like to um, meet with people yeah. and speak to people. Of course. You know, that's... Um, one of the great things about doing a public exhibition yeah. is meeting new people um, and then and telling them about it and pointing out things they may miss 
for example, the wallpaper on the wall. Right. Um, yeah. People have thought that it is part of the gallery, but it's, yeah, that's what you know, I thought. Yeah, we installed it, uh, and, and there's a there's a meaning and a you know a reason behind it. Of course. What is the most memorable um, interaction that uh, someone has had when they look at your exhibit, and then you're just mm. blown away and like, yes, this is why I do this. This is like just encouraging you to continue mm. with this. Mm. Um, one story, um, not quite what you're asking, but um, uh, quite often. I get some crazy um, uh, English um, collector come okay. in, uh, and, they're, and they're typically they're about seventy-five years old, okay. um, and they were in India uh, in the sixties oh. and seventies. Sure, okay. Um, eccentrics. Yes. Um, and uh, you know they, they come up and say, you know, oh yes, uh, I remember this piece. I smuggled it from India in the nineteen seventies. And uh, you're thinking, oh, God, you smuggled, Thank you, Bob. smuggled it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's their way of saying, you know, they bought it in India and they bought it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, you, you meet some real characters, especially yeah. in the art world, um, you know, which is one of the reasons I, I came away from the generic kind of typical arms and armor field and started presenting to the art world. Sure. It's full of these amazing characters. Of course. Um, so that's a real pleasure when you get to meet these, these guys. I can imagine. And speaking of characters, that was a really cool accent. You did there. Uh, how so I'm going to speak in about 20 years' time. Oh, I love it. Like, it's, it's brilliant. Um, there, I know there's a lot of different dialects huh? in like the English or British accent. Yep. Uh, what, what is your current dialect? I'm fascinated with the, the British my, accent. My current dialect? Yes. Okay. So um, are you assuming that my, my dialect changes? or? Uh, oh, I, guess your, I guess your dialect. Okay, what is well, that what compared is to other dialects? Yes. Um, so I'm from the Midlands, so okay. um, I would have been brought up with a, a Birmingham accent, which is, um, I'm not going to try and do it, um, but, uh, but uh, we were from um, kind of South Birmingham, which is very different to the black country. Okay. Who speak a bit like this, you know? Oh, yes. So, um, uh, uh, you probably <laughs> heard it on the TV. Of course, um, yes, yes. So it wasn't that bad, um, but there was a slight twang to okay. it. Um, and then I moved further south and, um, you know, the accent dies out a little bit. Then there's like the, the Cockney accent, I think. Yeah, like apples and pears. Apples and pears. Uh, Oi! <laughs> What's going on, isn't it? <laughs> no? Uh. So, uh, Cockney rhyming slang is a phrase that rhymes with what I'm trying to say. Oh, so uh, I'll give you an example. What's... Apples and pears, stairs. Oh, I, I thought this was your sh- grocery shopping list. Okay, apples no. and pears, stairs. stairs. Yeah. What, so, is that, what does that mean? So, if, um, I'm going up the apples and stairs. Uh, apples and pears, I'm going up the stairs. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. Wow. I, so, I, um, okay. Huh. Um, she's got a nice pair of pork pies. She's got a nice pair of pork pies. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because pies. Pies. Eyes. Yes. Ah, uh, a gentleman. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah. That, I'm learning so much. Uh, all I know about the, we're talking about British accents, the only thing I know is obviously Harry Potter, very passionate. Yeah. There's also that, that uh, Great British Cook-Off show, is it? Or uh, Family? Great British Bake Off. Yeah, the Bake Off. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, do you watch any of these shows? Uh, in, uh, I might do, yeah. Yeah? Uh, what about... It's not the kind of thing, uh, um, you know, a heterosexual man normally admits to doing, but yeah. Uh, I've, uh, now that I'm engaged, I watch many <laughs> shows that I wasn't okay. sure uh, that I would watch. But I, I think I like those kind of shows because they're more peaceful less dramatic than like, the American version of reality yeah, okay, shows. Yeah. They go, bum, 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 and then they cut to commercial, and they're like, who's going to get married now? No one knows. Um, but yeah, uh, the other thing I like about English people is they're very good at acting. 
And uh, some of like, the best actors, the, the actresses, the sirs, mm-hmm. uh, they're all very... Are you also interested in films? Do you also watch movies, TV? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah? yeah. What other form of art uh, are you interested in? Um, I love, at the moment, I love uh, the emerging Sikh artists okay. that seem to be coming through. Um, so it, I'm talking um, the likes of um, uh, Dilrani Kaur, who's oh, yeah, English, yeah. settled in, in Texas, okay. and uh, Girad Kaur, and, and yeah. um, um, so many to mention, uh, Rupi, who's, who's oh, yeah, of um, course. On, on the East Coast, I believe. Yeah, so uh, Rupi, um, we, we saw our concert in... I think we saw it in D.C. Mm-hmm. It's off where I'm, yeah. uh, I don't know, she's from like Canada. Yeah. It's really cool. I will say with social media, it brings everyone a lot closer together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I know you also know some people from the D.C. area as mm-hmm. well. I think you're like Tanmit, Sanmit, Rootskir. Do you have people contacting you, like sliding into your DMs on Instagram to like ask you questions or learn more about what you do? Um, yeah, yeah. My, um, I, get to, I got really good contact from, from Instagram. Yeah. Um, I've met some really fascinating people. Um, had some strange conversations w- with with people. Uh, walk me through um, one strange conversation that you had. Um, so yeah, I had one guy um, um, a couple of days ago asking me um, kind of um, about God and, and um, wow. um, how he he wants to drink white wine and, and shake his booty. Um, and uh, you cannot I, make this stuff <laughs> up, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, he asked me if I'd uh, ever spoke to God. And I said, yes, I've spoken to her. Okay, hey. And that yes. threw him off. That threw him off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a phrase I once heard that was, if you, want, uh, if you want to make God laugh, you tell her you have a plan or something. I uh, that's interesting because, you know, God has her own plan or his own plan. Uh, but the white wine shaker booty thing, yeah. right? where did that come from? I don't know. Bro? I don't know. But it, it was a long conversation. Yeah, that's really weird. Uh, again, so this exhibit... Started, uh, was it a couple of weeks ago? No, only um, a few days ago. A few days ago. The 13th. Yeah, yeah. The 13th. And what's been the response so far? Yeah, good, really good. Yeah. Um, so you tend to have the really serious collectors, those, I call them like stamp collectors. Stamp collectors? Um, yeah, they, they, okay. they want to have every, every example of everything. Of course, know, like of a, course. A stamp collector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are waiting at the door on the first day sure. uh, for you to unlock the doors and then come in and pick the best objects, oh the yeah. objects they need. Of course. Um, and then you have a trickle um, um, of people um, who you haven't seen for a while, who want to come in for a... Um, we do like a, a drink party okay. on, nice. um, on the first night so people come in to socialise. Of and, course, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have museum people coming through nice, during nice. the week. And yeah. You know, real, real mix. Now what is the process of uh, like the, the PR or the marketing that goes behind... Mm-hmm you, let's say, setting up an exhibit and then communicating it out to folks that you're going to be in Paris or in England or in New York? What's that process like? So I tend to um, exhibit um, as part of recognized um, festivals. Okay. So at the moment, it's Asia Week New York, oh, okay. um, which is a recognized and organized uh, event. Yes. And they produce a guidebook. And, you you know, you you if, if you are able to... Um, get through the selection process mm-hmm. um, and pay the fee, then you, you, you are included in the guidebook. Okay. Uh, and then you have people walk around with the guidebook um, and, and follow the map around. So they may not be here to see you, but they oh. may be here to see another gallery in the building. Yeah. Um, but they come across you and they come in. So that's how you get to meet really interesting people. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
What is your favorite piece in this exhibit? I, I often ask artists what their favorite song mm. is, etc. And yeah. I imagine it's kind of like your children, where you mm. can't really choose. Yeah. But if you had to choose one piece in here that you love the most, I'm looking around. This stuff is incredible. What would you choose? Um, it's not the most valuable thing I've got. Okay. Um, um, and it's really geeky and academic. I love it. Perfect. Um, okay. But, but there's a shield just behind you there, um, and it's. Um, a leather shield carved with geometric patterns. Oh my gosh. Um, and when I bought it, I kind of knew it was old, early. Yeah. So I guess 17th century, 18th century. Okay, okay. Um, and then what I did, I had to go through my books and find the pattern. Yeah. So I knew if I found that, that starburst pattern with the flowers uh, in between each star. It's beautiful, yeah. Uh, when I found, find oh the pattern, um, I will be able to say where it was made and when it was made. Um, and looking through my books, I found um, two dishes, um, two bidri dishes. So bidri ware is made in um, in Bidar, in the Deccan. Bidar, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and it was popular in the 17th, 18th century, right into the 19th century. Yes. Very, very much collected by uh, Western collectors. Lots of the Western museums have examples. And I found the pattern in a dish in um, LACMA, Los Angeles. Oh, really? Of Arts. Wow. Um, with the exact starburst, with wow. the flowers in between. Same uh, pattern, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so then I could say this shield is um, 17th to 18th century bid art. Yeah. Um, and again, that's fulfillment. You know, I've managed to do some research and find something and confirmed it. Yeah, you're like looking at a piece of history and then like putting the puzzles together. Do you ever have someone come up to you and say, that is incorrect? Like, that is clearly not from the 17th century. This is clearly not right. You are wrong. And then you pull out your book, and you're yeah. like, well, actually... You're convincing me with that accent. It's not bad, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it happens. Okay. Um, I like to um, um, speak to my peers when I'm researching. Okay. Um, so I've got a good kind of uh, group of collectors, academics, nice. museum people around me who I can consult okay. if I'm not sure of something. But no, you, I, mean, I mean, that's healthy. If I have, especially if it's an academic, yes. and he comes to me and he says, well, I don't completely agree with that, and you have a healthy debate. It's a healthy um, debate. Okay. Yeah, no, it's completely. No, I, I don't, don't mind that at all. Oh, that's good, yeah. 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 Uh, it's less of a challenge, more of just like this conversation where you can exactly. discuss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes more sense. I don't know, for some reason, I was thinking it'd be like, a, like an argument. Um, maybe only on television do they have those kind of... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 nice. That's uh, kind of Gordon Ramsay you're talking about. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the other kind of... Uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts on, on Gordon Ramsay? Do you think... Uh, I was on American Idol, which is 99% not real because reality shows are not really reality shows. Do you think Gordon Ramsay is putting up this facade of this like super angry, aggressive guy? Or do you think he's, he actually is that angry? I think he probably exaggerates. Yeah, yeah. It, but I, I guess he is pretty angry. I guess it comes from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine the road rage? I don't know if he drives, but can you imagine like he just all over the place, people know to stay away from him because he's exactly. just screaming yeah. in their faces. He probably has a driver though. Yeah, he probably yeah. You don't see Gordon Ramsay just driving like a <laughs> Nissan Sentra or something. Probably not the kind of car he would drive. Uh, let's see. So you have exhibits around the what's the next step for you? You're obviously finishing this exhibit on the twenty second. Uh, do you already have things lined up for where you want to go next? Uh, do you have like publications coming up next, cataloging coming? What's the next project that you're working on? So my kind of uh, formula um, at the moment is um, March in New York, September in Paris, and November in London. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, Paris. Uh, yes. I'm going to need a break after this is 
closed. Yeah. So I'm going to go home and get, probably go on holiday and, and just relax and spend time uh, with the family. Of course. Um, but then September, Paris. So, nice. Um, and, and dealing art in Paris is the best experience I've had dealing art. Really? Um, not, not so much, you know, um, in terms of um, selling and making money. Uh, no, I mean... Um, the experience, the French really know how to live. Ah. Um, it's not all work, work, work. That's true. It's um, a very American, a very American thing. Yeah, yeah, very kind of English. Yeah, true. Um, so they, you know, uh, in England, we grab a quick sandwich. I'm sure you guys at lunchtime and you get back to work. Yeah. There, you know, they stop for two hours for lunch. Oh, my they, gosh. They socialize and talk to each other. Um, and it's in the art district, district uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Okay. Uh, sorry, Saint-Germain-des-Prés. Um, and it's, um, so we're on the seventh floor here. Yes. Uh, and people, of course, people come in, but there it's all on street level. Nice. Um, and the doors are all open, the weather's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and you can stroll around and go and visit other galleries. And, oh my gosh. And there's cafes, and you can sit down and have an espresso with somebody. Yeah. That you don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. I'm in Paris in September. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, you described the sort of mannerisms or the personalities of people in Paris versus mm. uh, England uh, and America. How would you say the responses from people as well, meaning are the, the connoisseurs of arms and armory in New York versus in Paris versus in England, would you say it's about the same or are people more passionate about certain things in certain places? So um, England, England and Europe has, specifically for arms and armor, has um, the kind of most notable um, an older collector of arms and armor. Okay. So um, the, the big names of arms and armor. Um, although many are now kind of retired, or semi-retired. Yeah. Um, um, whereas um, America has, um, yes, it has two or three um, great collectors of Asian arms and armor. Okay. Um, it's more, I find, art collectors, general art collectors, mm. who collect Indian paintings or Indian sculpture or Chinese art, and yeah. they want a Chinese helmet or they want an Indian sword to put on the wall next to their... Indian painting in a Manhattan apartment. Okay. So that's, I think that's the difference. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, grabbing an espresso or mm. espresso in mm. somewhere in Paris. Yeah. Uh, do you travel a lot as, as well, just for fun, uh, like passion traveling? Um, this is uh, fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so any traveling I do generally is related to my work. That's awesome. I go on a holiday with, with the kids and what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, most of the traveling I do is for work. What is your favorite part of New York? Uh, geographically, you mean? Uh, let's hear geographically, and then let's hear what you enjoy doing here for fun um, when you're here for work, but then mm. you want to step out and hang out. Um, so geographically, I've got to say, I don't know New York that well, okay. um, but con I'm concentrated around the museums. So uh, the oh, yeah, of course. Museum. Um, if I have a spare afternoon in New York, I'll go to the Met yes, uh, and walk around and see things perhaps I've seen before, but um, there's so much there that uh, you can you can go uh, day and day over day and, and see yeah. something new. Yeah. Have you been down to Washington, D.C.? Uh, very briefly. Okay. No, nothing of note. Yeah. Well, next time you are there, come through. Uh, we'll oh. show you around because there are a lot of museums in that area. Oh. Uh, there's also the White House, which yeah. is a very popular subject yeah. around the world. But yeah, there's a lot of museums, free museums. Um, are you drawn two art collections because you obviously have a passion for arts and crafts of that kind and you sort of like draw your attention to certain kinds of art exhibits? Are you also just for fun checking out art collections as well? 
Um, a bit of both. So, you know, I go to a museum hoping to find um, something that I can relate to what I'm doing. Okay. Um, so a missing piece in the jigsaw. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, as I say, I've got a bit of an interest in contemporary art and art in general. So, you know, I don't mind going to an art gallery and having a look around. Yeah. yeah. What's the art scene like in, in England? Or in, first off, uh, here's a question. What is the difference between London versus uh, UK versus uh, England versus Great Britain? Wow, you, you, you throw me off. Yeah. So, uh, so are you asking the difference between yeah, yeah. England and Great I, Britain? And then UK and London. Okay, oh, okay, I see what you mean. So, it's confusing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite often, um, not so much in America, but other countries, people say, oh, um, so you're from London. Okay. Um, no, I'm from the UK. Um, I don't live in London. Uh, but no, that's London. Yes. Uh, no, London is a city in England. Yes. Um, and England is part of the United Kingdom, along with... Uh, Northern Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. Okay. So, so, so I, London. <laughs> I am not as ignorant as I seem. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so everybody in Punjab, for example, thinks uh, London is the UK. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know that London obviously is a big scene for like Punjabi culture and, mm-hmm. and music and dance. Are you also a fan of that side um, of like the cultural Punjabi realm as well? Um, I've got to admit, I'm a bit of a coconut. Okay. Uh, I have uh, no. Uh, hold on. Uh, you're brown on the outside, white on the inside. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really feeling the Pungra vibe. Fair enough, yeah, fair I, enough. I, to be honest, <laughs> I love old school Pungra. I grew up um, listening to Kuldeep Manak and okay. things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a little bit into the 90s, kind of, um, I don't suppose you know who Alab, Alab, the British Pungra band. I do. Oh, I think I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Singeet. Apanas Singeet, yeah, yeah. Apanas Singeet. Uh, yeah. I, okay. That was, I kind of grew up listening to that. Um, but then I, you know, I kind of, the new stuff d- doesn't do it for me. Sure, but you're a coconut. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, so, uh, so do, I guess, do you appeal more to white people music? Like, how would you describe, how would yeah. you, des- you said it, well, how would yeah, you describe it? I guess it? so. And uh, what I'm, yeah, what I'm trying to say is, um, yeah, so kind of English music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm comfortable with listening to English. If I'm going to listen to something, it would just be. It would be English music, English. yeah, yeah. yeah uh, here's a question. I, I do Instagram polls every now and then, and the most recent one I did was Jazzy B or Cardi B? Um, it's got to be Jazzy B. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Cardi B very well, but I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a woman who doesn't wear very many clothes. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's a one very yeah. easy and good way to yeah, describe yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, Jazzy B. Um, from all of the singers, he, he has a kind of a more traditional yeah. um, voice, right? He does, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I'm we not saw, a big fan of his over-the-top jewelry. He's a pretty wild guy. He's a pretty wild guy. He still yeah. rocks the uh, the Kanda yeah. chain. Yeah. Um, I, I will say we we saw some like yeah. Punjabi music performances on YouTube, mm. and a lot of these singers don't sing live. Mm. But Jazzy B, he was singing yeah. live. He's a very yeah. powerful voice. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and he's still rocking that hairstyle. Yeah. yeah. Very good look. Power to him. Yeah, I, I agree. Power to him. Uh, we're gonna wrap up the interview. I know you have at eleven o'clock. People coming in, doors open, and you had to show them this amazing stuff. Uh, where can people find you and learn more about you and your passion and all the cool stuff that you're working on? So uh, three times a year, New York, London, and Paris. Yes. Um, and then I normally lock myself away, um, <laughs> and I have to go and buy things to put in my exhibitions. Yes. But I'm contactable on Instagram, Manjeet.sing, um, Facebook, uh, email, WhatsApp, you know, all the usual. Awesome. And, you know, by appointment. 
By appointment, yep. yes. And Ranjit with a U, not an A. Exactly. Awesome. Ranjit, it has been a pleasure having you on my show. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Thanks sir. So much. All right. And that was our episode. Again, if you're in New York, definitely check out Ranjit's exhibit at the Fuller Building. The exhibit is live until March 22nd. If you want to learn more information, uh, go to Ranjit's Instagram at ranjit.singh. That's R-U-N-J-E-E-T dot S-I-N-G-H or his website, www.ranjitsingh.com. And you know what I'm going to talk about now, IGTV. Ranjit taught me how to hold a sword. It's not as easy as it looks. It's actually really, really hard, but a lot of fun. So make sure you check out my IGTV. Uh, go to Instagram and type in at Serene. It will be right there waiting for your eyes. Anyway, thank you for listening in to another episode of Gup Shop with Gurpreet Serene. Uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram, Gurpreet Serene. Also, if you want to watch the in-person interview itself, go to YouTube and uh, search Gup Shop with Gurpreet Serene or youtube.com forward slash Gurpreet Serene. And you will see me again next Wednesday for another episode of Gup Shop with Gurpreet Serene. Hope you have an awesome week ahead. This is Gurpreet Serene signing off.